And he thinks that God's out here to try to kill people. That God's out here sending people to hell. That, that God, no, no, no. People go to hell on their own free will. God's trying to keep people from going to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and, and you know, it, I was listening to this one minister this week and he was talking about, he said, you know, Religion will, will, will tell you that God doesn't heal anymore. And, and, and if that person wasn't healed, it wasn't God's will. And, and I love what this man said. He said, I don't look at what God does, what, what, what happens or what doesn't happen. I, I don't base that on God's promises. Because I've got to base God's promises on what Jesus did in the scriptures. And did Jesus, whenever Jesus prayed for somebody, they all got healed. So if there's a problem with somebody being healed or not healed, it's not on God. That's some revelation this morning. It could be either we're in de dealing with imperfect faith. Smith Wigglesworth says imperfect faith keeps us from receiving the goodness of God in our lives. And how do we have imperfect faith? We're not fellowshipping with God enough. We're not getting a revelation of who God is. I know what makes God mad. Do you? And I don't want to go there. Some say, well, God just doesn't get mad. Well, we talked about last week, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Paul says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You, the, uh, in another passage in Hebrews, it says you can offend the Spirit of grace. Ooh, I don't want to go there. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I say today? That's why I was out last night buying a present in the storm for my wife. I didn't want her to be offended this morning without getting a present for Mother's Day. Amen. I was fighting it all just to get her. She was like, you got me a gift? I said, you're the best mother around. You better believe it. Amen. I love this. It says here, uh, it says here in Ephesians 5, 18 to 21, it says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. There it goes again. Giving thanks always for all things, uh, to all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So you need to be going around singing zippity doo dah. No, but you, you need to be going around praising and thanking God. Find a worship song. Start worshiping him. I mean, when I spend time, and I, I'll go to Pandora on my phone, and I'll, and I'll Google the, the best worship songs and start listening to them during the day. And sometimes when I'm listening to worship music, like, like for a couple hours during the day, two, three hours during the day, while I'm doing stuff, I will wake up with maybe one of those songs coming off in my, in, in my ears. Well, that's a great way to wake up. With worship. Just coming on when you wake up. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And it sets your day straight. Amen. Number two, the Holy Spirit is likely to win. The Holy Spirit's unpredictable. You realize that? In other words, God, let me say it this way. God is predictable and, he's, and he is unpredictable. You say, how can he be predictable? And un well, I'm going to say this. He's predictable because if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. That's predictable. And, and so if you, so there's some things that God will do, but there's sometimes God will just drop a blessing on you, you, you weren't even aware of. 
There's sometimes that God will just do something like last week. God moved their service in one way and we had the gifts of the Spirit in operation and God moved. And, and this week is a little different. God doesn't do it the same all the time. He does it a little bit different. God is like a, it's a mystery. We don't know when the blessings are going to drop down. That's why we need to be in church. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But we believe. Amen. It says here in John 3, 5 and 8, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born uh, of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Glory to God. So, 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 so Jesus, again, is revealing the Holy Spirit like when, glory to God, and, and, and the Holy Spirit will move differently and will reveal to us, listen, God doesn't always do it the same way. I love what Jesus, when he was healing people, he healed people in different ways. He would lay hands on people. He would speak to people a word. He would give people a command to do something. Uh, he, he would cast out spirits and deliver people. So, so Jesus did it differently. In Matthew, uh, the leper, Matthew 8, 1, 3, uh, this is the leper that came to Jesus. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I, I thank God that God is a God that wants to touch us. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life and how low you have gotten in your life. Maybe you've gotten low and you've done some things wrong and, and, or you're messed up and you, 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 you made your bed and now you believe you got to sleep in it. But God can rectify the situation. You just call out to God. And he will reach out to you. And he will cleanse that leprosy. Leprosy is a representation of sin. And he will cleanse you. And he will set you back into the place that you need to be. I love it when the centurion came to Jesus in Matthew 8, 8. And the centurion, Jesus said, I will go and heal your servant. And the centurion says, you don't need to go. Matter of fact, all you have to do is speak the word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled. And Jesus said, I haven't seen great faith. Listen, just believe God's word. Amen. Just take God at his word. Believe his word. Believe his promises. Believe his prophets. And you will prosper. Yes. Start believing God again. God can do the impossible. And so the centurion said, just speak the word. So Jesus spoke the word. And the Bible says that God's word will go, uh, go forth. And he will make sure that as, as, word, as his word goes forth, that signs and wonders will follow the ministry of his word. He will confirm his word with signs following. I love this, that, that, that Jesus actually healed Peter's mother-in-law in the same chapter. And he touched her, and, and she had a fever, and it left her. There's, a, there's power in 
touch. Amen? And of course, Jesus, you know, spoke to uh, demonic spirits and they left people. Glory to God. So, so the Holy Spirit can operate in a lot of different ways. So we don't want to put God in a box. His name's not Jack. Jack in a box. Okay. But uh, you guys are getting on the way home. Amen. Somebody say I'm a sharp. But anyway. And so we have to. Listen. We have to receive. We have to receive Christ. Amen. And as we receive the, the working of the Holy Spirit in our life. We will move forward. Amen. Number three. Wind is powerful. God. Uh, wind is powerful. And the Holy Spirit is powerful. And I love this in Acts. Because. See, we're going to talk about next week being empowered and being endued with power from on high. How many people, you don't want to miss next week's, amen? And, and, and so we know that the Holy Spirit invaded the church in Acts 2. And the power of God came on these people and, and made them like mighty men and women. And God wants to make you a mighty person for him. We have power. We have gifts. In other words, God's calling each one of us to be superheroes. That's why we love these movies like the Avengers and all that. Why? Because we want to be like that too. And God is, gonna, uh, is equipping us and anointing us to be super. Come on, people. Some of you, too, too many Clark Kent's out here. Yeah, and put on the... <laughs> all right. Amen. So listen, so, so, so the Holy Spirit is powerful. I love this because listen, some of you may be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Being filled with the Spirit. But there's one initial infilling, but there's many refillings. And God, you know, you may, oh, I got baptized 20 years ago. When was the last time you spoke in the Holy Spirit? 20 years ago. You're dead, aren't you? Oh, you hear what I'm saying? No, no, you need to start operating in the gifts. Just because you doesn't mean you arrived. I like what the Bible says. It says, uh, it says, uh, you know, praying in the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and, and building yourself up in the love of God. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we build ourselves up. Amen. We're, we're, we're building ourselves up. Amen. And so it says the Holy Spirit is powerful. I love this because in the book of Acts, uh, chapter uh, in the book of Acts, is, it says here. Um, being assembled together uh, with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me that John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then it drops down to here, 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Amen? In Acts 4.31 this is where that, uh, that, uh, that the church was moving forward. John and, and, and Peter uh, uh, raised a man from being a cripple. They uh, uh, got, got a man healed at the gate called Beautiful. And they got thrown in jail. But they were released. And when they came back, uh, uh, Peter and John were talking about their experience. And then they, then they started quoting scriptures. And it says in Acts 4.31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Now I'm going to say this, that the Holy Spirit's here to help us. But he's also here, I'm, I think a lot, a lot of Christians are dealing with fear. 
I think the reason why some of us don't step out and do the things that God is calling us is because, because there's fear keeping us back. And I believe the Holy Spirit will give us the, the, the boldness to step out. The Bible talks about serving God in fear. You know, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Have you ever heard that scripture? What does that mean, Pastor? Well, that means that, 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 that we need to work it out through reverencing God and through trembling. In other words, there's going to be something that God wants us to do that we're going to be nervous about doing. Fear and trembling. Oh, yeah. And then, then I feel also on the other side, when you start thinking about going the wrong way or going into the darkness, there should be some trembling. Have you ever thought about doing the wrong thing and all of a sudden you start getting nervous? That's the Holy Spirit working in us. The Holy Spirit's here to keep us holy. Help us stay holy. Set apart for God's use. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I love when Paul and Silas, when they were in the inner prison and, and they, they were preaching, they were doing a good work and, 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 the whole, and, and the reason why they were thrown into prison was Paul cast out a demonic spirit out of this lady that was following them around saying that these are the men of God that, that, that teach the way of salvation. But this lady was a demon-possessed lady. You don't want a demon-possessed lady promoting your ministry. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, they should, ah, these are men of God. But she was all, they all know that she's a little out there. So they're making, making Paul and Silas look like kooks. These are the men of God. They show the way of salvation. And Paul was like, you know, Paul was like, oh man. And it said many days she did that. Many days. And I'm thinking, why didn't Paul with his lightning quick mind took care of it the first day? I would have had my ushers take them out. You know. But why didn't Paul? No, because, because the whole, he had to wait on the Holy Spirit to move upon him, to give him the gift of faith, to cast that spirit out of that lady. And you know what? And if he did it earlier, maybe they got some people saved. But if he did it right at the beginning, they would have been thrown in jail in the very beginning. See, see, God knows the perfect timing. Some of us are here in this room. We're praying. We're believing for God to move. And, and, but God has the perfect time. Trust his timing. Trust him when he's ready to move. Trust him. And he will do it at the proper time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and, so, and so Paul and Silas, they were in the prison and they started worshiping God. They started praising God. They sung out loud where the other prisoners heard. And the Bible says that the power of God shook the prison. Yes, amen. The Holy Spirit is powerful. Amen. And he will shake the prison that you might be in. And he will shake those chains off of you. Those chains of depression. Those chains of oppression. Those chains of, of, of guilt and shame. He will shake them off of you. Start praising God. The power of the Holy Spirit to set you free. I could drop the mic right now. Do you know what you have? I'm telling you, you need to get happy in God. You got more going for you than the Muslim. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got more, more going for you than, than those that are in these other dead religions that, that doesn't have any power for them to live in it. 
No, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the living God. You have the breath of God. And the breath is the life of God abiding on the inside of you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Glory to God. God, the Holy Spirit, will change you into another person. Some of us might need to be changed into another person. Glory to God. I'll tell you, when, when King Saul was anointed king, uh, he, he was anointed, and Samuel that anointed him said that, that the Spirit of God would come on King Saul and change him into another man. They, he was hiding. King Saul was hiding. And he where is King Saul? We're trying to anoint this man. But uh, he said, the Holy Spirit will change you from being a sniveling coward into a bold lion. Maybe you need to step out in business. Maybe God is, and you're nervous about it. The Holy Spirit, if you lie in the Holy Spirit and step out, he will meet you. Witnessing to your neighbor, doing something, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So the Holy Spirit, I'm going to give you a couple benefits and we're going to shut it down. The Holy Spirit uh, of God, he, he wants to give you rest. I love, the, I love the, 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 the passage where Jesus said, my yoke is easy. You said, and, and my burdens are light. His yoke is not hard. His burdens are not heavy. His yoke is, that means that, that, that when we yoke up with God, he gives us the grace. Whatever he calls us to do, he gives us the grace to do it. Woo! Glory to God. It's not hard for me to be up here this morning. Some of you might faint if you try to get up here. But it's not hard. Why? I have the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. And I bet you some of you could get up here. You just need to cross the line of fear. Hallelujah. Some of you will be up here. I'm prophesying it right now. Hallelujah. And so, so he wants to give you rest. So Holy Spirit wants to give you rest. It says in Isaiah 63, 14, like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how, you're, uh, this is how you're, you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. So this is the Old Testament. In other words, God really, he wants us walking in the Sabbath. He wants us walking in a rest. Amen. He, he doesn't want us struggling in our faith. Amen. He doesn't want us frustrated in our faith. Amen. If we're frustrated, if, if we're, if we're uh, uh, agitated, then we're not, we're, we're not walking in the, in the faith that God wants us to walk in. Amen. When I'm agitated or irritated or, or concerned about the future, I'm not trusting God. And God has your future. And it's a good future. Don't worry about your future. God gives you faith for today. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. What you eat. Don't worry about these things. I will take care of you today. Have faith in God's ability to take care of you today. Number two, the Holy Spirit will give us direction. How many people need direction in our lives? I'm telling you, I want direct. I want to know how to get out of debt. I want to know, I want to have witty ideas of increase. I want to know how to lose weight or get my body in a certain place. 
I, I want to get, I, 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 I need the help of God. I need direction. I want to know what God wants me to do. Listen, whatever, listen, some of us are afraid to get close to God because we're afraid that God's going to send us to Africa. But if he does, that would be the best place you will ever go to and you'll be the most fulfilled Christian in the calling. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it says in Romans, it says that, that um, in Romans 8, 26 uh, and 27, NIV. It says the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wor wordless groanings. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So, what here in direction? A lot of times we just need to pray out what God wants us to do. We need to pray it out. I remember I was praying, you guys know the story, and I was in Oklahoma. I had no intention on being a pastor, said I would never pastor, and uh, thought I'd be an evangelist. Blow in, blow up, and blow out. And, uh, and, so, and so I was praying, minding my own business, planning on staying in Oklahoma. I had a house out there. And the Holy Spirit interrupted my prayer time and said, go help Pastor Joe. <laughs> and I said, get behind me, Satan. Go back, and I knew exactly because Pastor Joe was the pastor of the church. Go help Pastor Joe. I said, God, if this is you, and I spoke this out of my mouth. I said, confirm this. See, God will confirm. If God's speaking to you, he will confirm his word. And then, then through that time, God started confirming his word that I was supposed to come back here. Are you guys happy about that? But anyway, <laughs> number three, freedom. The Holy Spirit will give us freedom. And so it says here in Romans 8, 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. In other words, listen, the, holy, the, the law of sin and death, uh, it, it will destroy us. In other words, the works of the flesh will destroy a Christian. And so I love what it says in Titus 2, 12, and, tra and, and training us to reject, the Holy Spirit trains us to, re uh, to reject godless ways and worldly desires and lives temporally, just devoutly in this age. So the Holy Spirit will help us to avoid doing the wrong things. He will give us freedom. And number two, the Holy Spirit will give us freedom just to worship God. We, some of us need to get free in worshiping God. Some of us need to, you know, you see me, I'm jumping up and down and doing all this stuff. Glory to God. And you might say, that's kind of weird. I don't care. Because I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please my Heavenly Father. I'm excited about God. Some of you might need to jump up and down and get a little happy. They do it at football games. They get all, do the wave and all that. We need to start doing a little bit of that in church. Oh, you hear what I'm saying, do you? And then the Holy Spirit gives us power. Power. He gives us power. And I love what it says that, that uh, uh, it says in my preaching, this is Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. My preaching and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit. And power that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. 
Amen. And so we see that Paul, uh, he, he operated in the gifts of the Spirit. In Acts in 19, 11, 12, it says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles when handkerchiefs and aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Think about that. That's power. And you know what? I'm telling you, God is raising us up to do some mighty things for Him. The fifth thing that the Holy Spirit does, He, he anoints us for ministry. In Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent to, uh, me to proclaim the captives to release to the blind and will set the oppressed free. Amen? I think I got that out. But are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so God, you have a ministry. The Bible says that, that we're new creations in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. And that, that we're new creations in Christ. And he's given us a ministry of reconciliation. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it says this. You know, you, you think, and most people when they think of ministry, they think about the five-fold uh, uh, ministry gifts to the body of Christ. They think about the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle. Amen. Did I miss one? The prophet and the teacher. Did I get them all? Oh, okay. But, uh, but you got, we think, okay, those are the people that's annoyed. No, listen. In 1 Corinthians 12, 20, it says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, and if you, if you expand that out, people that do miracles, then gifts of healings. This is the New Testament. Gifts of healings, people that operate in gifts of healings, helps. Hello. Helps? What does that mean? That means that if you're helping in the ministry, if you're an usher, a teacher, a sound person, whatever, that is a supernatural gift that you're working and, you're, and the people that are on the dream team will get the same blessing, glory to God, that I will get if you're faithful in what you do, where you're at, in your post, then God will bless you. You will get the blessings and the rewards that what you do. If you, if you give a couple water to a righteous man you will receive a righteous man's reward if you pick up a piece of paper if you sweep the floor if you clean the toilets and I've done it all Woo, glory to God you're going to be blessed if God called you to clean the toilets and you did it with the right heart you will get a blessing Woo, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today God's looking to bless you. He wants to put you into a place. He wants to put you into the ministry. He wants to, he wants to put you in a place where he can bless you. What's so awesome about God is, is that God will give us the faith. He imparts faith to us. He gives us a measure of faith. So that faith is for us to serve him. Then he will give us the grace to do it. And then he'll give us the gifts on top of that when we do it. And he still gets all the credit. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Is it cold in here? I'm sweating like a moose. <laughs> I see you guys going, I should have turned it down to 69. But anyway, I'm going to say this to you. I'm closing. God has a great plan for each one of you. And don't be afraid of getting close to God. I, I want to encourage you to press in to all the things. You know what God's will for you is? God's will for you is to walk in his abundance. God's will for you is to walk in health. 
God's will for you is not to be broke or poor or, uh, or he wants you to be prosperous. He, wa he wants to increase you. He, he, wants you to, he wants you to shine like a light in this dark world. And you can't shine like a light if you're broke, sick, busted, and disgusted. No, he wants to make you the head and not the tail. He wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. He wants you to be blessed in the sea. And when people look at you and they don't know God, they should get jealous. And say, you getting jealous of the world, they should get jealous of you. Is that right? Is that right? Say, I'm going there. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.